It's the Rebel Taxi Pizza Party Podcast, and now we're on Spotify, finally. We are? This feels weird. I don't don't like it. (laughs) Podbean. Podbean allows you to go on iTunes and uh, Spotify, thankfully. Did not know that, and someone had to tell me. We're so fancy now. Yeah, this is the big (laughs) Only 150 episodes in or something like that. And we finally learned this information that was useful. It's really cool that podcasts can be on Spotify now. Like, I, I actually didn't know that. That's... Who are you? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Hi. Who is I'm this? Here. Who, who, who I are you, <laughs> strange person? I'm, uh, I'm Viv. Viv I'm, who? Uh, Viv, Vivian Medrano. I'm uh, Vivzy Pop on the YouTube.com. What are you here for? Who is this? <laughs> what am I here for? <laughs> um, uh, I guess I'm here. That's such a like a meaning of life question. Yeah, I know. I'm like, what am I here for? I to make cartoons, I guess. Did Nolan let you in? Is he here? No, Nolan. he's not here. Nolan. No, he's not here. He'll yeah. show up later. He leaves a key under the mat in case he gets locked out. So yeah, <laughs> he'll join later. Yeah. So what are you what are you here for? What exactly do you do? I don't know which question to ask first. What am I here for? Why would you <laughs> Um I guess I'm here uh because I I made a a cartoon and it's out now finally after a couple of years of being Yay. in the work. Yay. It's done. Thank you. Yay. And thank you for having me. It's it's awesome to be here. Whoop. Yeah, yeah, thank you for meeting uh, to have coming you. on. Yeah, I think we've been meaning to have you on forever. I don't know why. I swear you showed interest earlier, a long time ago, and we never got you in until now. Yeah. I guess it's more relevant now. I have yeah. a thing to be like, hey, there's a thing I made. Um, what, what, but, uh, what, what you yeah. make? I made um, the new cartoon, uh, the new pilot, rather, uh, Has Been Hotel, that just came out. And um, it was a it's a 30-minute cartoon about, it's an adult comedy about hell because i like hell <laughs> I, no i want to totally. see a kids comedy about hell oh that's called jimmy two shoes <laughs> didn't yeah didn't that have i haven't seen that show but i've seen like the character designs for it isn't that basically like aren't they like demons in that like the red yeah, like there's characters named lucifer or something or something oh, close shit, to lucifer nice. or lucy oh, i guess I, I figure cursing's okay on this right yeah don't oh, worry yeah yeah okay yeah. cool <laughs> i know youtube Okay, I want to clarify what you just walked in on. There there was one episode where we started with uh, Mickey Mouse Small Penis Humiliation like, uh-huh. skit. Oh, my God. The last episode, uh, uh-huh. Pant spent, like, an hour talking about whether or not it's, it's like, essential to fuck ponies. Like, yeah. it's... Oh, my God. <laughs> what? You walked in the... I mean, was that, it's all right. Oh, was that, um, was that because of My Little Ponies ending? Yeah. Okay. I, mean, I was, was like, what context like, would that come into play other than me? It was important <laughs> to figure phone. that out, like, right there, because, like, we may never have another chance at this again, you know? I don't know, these things. <laughs> How are you going to fill up the pony cum jar if you don't? Oh. <laughs> oh, I think I heard about that. Is that a thing? No, thanks. I think I heard about I always hear things, like, sometimes, just like, oh, no. What is that? It's like the, uh... 
the gamer girl bathwater. Oh, I was no. like, why? <laughs> I think my I, favorite I is the uh, My Little Pony plush of Lyra, the one that has like a little slit in the back or uh, oh, whatever you want it to be. What? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, I am not aware of any of this. I think it costs like. It a doesn't shock me, but it's also like, why? I believe it costed like $1,500 on eBay or something. I don't know if that's true or not. $1,500. Supposedly. I don't know. It's been a while. I saw how much they were selling those like body pillows for when I was at BronyCon. And I was like, wow, that is an industry, I guess. That is. Yeah. It is, but like. Yeah. Good times. Yeah, I wonder if the... Gen 5 will carry, you know, will give us this kind of quality, you know. <laughs> Do you think they um, already have, like, a reboot ready? They've oh, talked about yes. it for a long time, but I don't know if you could... I don't think doing a reboot right away is a good idea, because that never works. Like, doing a reboot right away, does yeah. that ever work? Like, you have to give it time to breathe. I... What? You'd, you'd, th- you'd think. Uh, I won't say because I actually know the answer to that question. Hmm. But um, <laughs> okay, uh, yes. I won't, I won't say yes or no. But I will say studios like tend to not be very afraid to do things like right away. Like, like not even just speaking for them, just in general. Like I've been, uh, I've been around like places where like they they start planning uh, a potential like reboot of a of a property like basically within the same time frame so that it's ready to go like ready like pretty right right after and i think i think that's probably just because some don't know if one is going to be successful versus another one you know like if Mm. one ends up being really big then they're like well we don't need to do this other one and maybe that's this is it's partially speculative because i'm also kind of like it is fascinating to me because it's cool seeing how many franchises can be completely redone from scratch and like how many times they have been like that's why i like um i really like rise of the ninja turtles oh i was gonna bring that up well that that actually that is a good example of a show that like i don't think ninja turtles have been off the air for very long exactly yeah Yeah, that was right away I think they so announced that it one, at the same time it the the one show was ending like yeah. exactly which That's, means that they were making it before like they already picked it up I, before I, that one was done. Th- those so. are more rare occurrences because usually you have to wait like give the audience time to breathe or like let nostalgia set in or something like that. Well, it yeah. also depends on the series because yeah. like Transformers, yeah. you know that they're already planning like a, the next toy line, which has the next cartoon attached yeah. to it. But that that's different. That's like Power Rangers in a way in which it's like you at the beginning, they had a hard time, at least with Power Rangers launching a different kind of brand with it or sub brand or whatever that was called. I don't know. And, but then eventually people are used to it. Like they expect a new transformers cartoon with a new thing. Same with like how power Rangers had turbo and wild internet force or something. <laughs> well, the power Rangers is interesting. Cause they had like the same continuous story for half of the rename branding up until like in space. And then it became this weird, like every series after that is its own universe, except for when it's not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of like how um, Rise of the Team and T. I liked how it came out right after the 2012 one canceled, since it's such a niche, weird little feels like a weird little spinoff that it makes more sense to have it, you know, just there instantly instead of just giving it like ten years and then a new Turtles thing. Yeah, 
because there's yeah, already it's, too it's, much turtles content yeah there's so much and that, that's that's the one that fascinates me the most uh, because like the original show is such a dis- it's such a strange idea like i when i was a kid i actually it was a little like too out there for me like i was like i don't I don't totally know why this is the thing, but like, I thought it was fun. Like I was like, this is fun. I just never got into it, but um, it's fascinating. that such a unique idea on its own has been like remade so many times. Like mm-hmm. you'd think that that's kind of a one and done, but it they've made it so many times. And then this newest one is the first one that got me into the property. So huh. I'm like, yeah. Cause I, I'm not a, it's not like I have no issue with turtles. It just, it never grabbed me until this one. And Same I was with like, Transformers. Oh, I, I never like really this. cared. Yeah. So it's it's cool that something so unique can be remade in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. We I need because go ahead, Pan. Oh, we need like a ton of reboots with d- crazy different ideas. That way, we can have video games that have crazy alternate costumes. Anyway, go on, Dizzy. <laughs> I was just going to say was, uh, yeah, like Ninja Turtles, it went from like super comedy to super serious to being kind of this like hodgepodge of the two. And now we have this like really uniquely like animated version because uh, like, yeah, it's... I wasn't uh, the one thing that I, I will admit that I hate about the 2012 Turtles, the, the CG one is I didn't like the fact that they didn't have noses. Like like oh. like, like the, a big part of like the turtles design for me at least their face was that they had like big noses, mm-hmm. and that was like a the only reoccurring tr- like element of design. And then that one was like, no, that's gone. They're flat. Yeah, I never really cared for their Nerf designs, their Nerf football looking skin. Yeah, <laughs> I remember seeing the the like clips from that one, and, and they do they have like really round heads, and it was yeah. it was a little a little weird. Yeah, it's I like... love that in the new one they're like actually different turtles. Yeah. Like I think one's like a snapping turtle and one of them's like a slider and I was like, "Oh, that's cool. I like it." The Transformers will return after these messages. But first, this podcast is supported by Patreons who donated $100. The first is the Comic Analog Farm. On AnalogFarm.com, a comic about a ruined city stunted in growth after a tragedy, and characters are just living through it. It's very much embedded in 2000s hip-hop and animation culture. Read it on AnalogFarm.com. Our other sponsor is the art house film Standards and Musings. It's what the creator Haruko Please describes as a shoddily animated series of shorts about self-hatred and surreal humor while descending into hell. It was made with $40 and can be watched with the links below. Support me by supporting them. We now return to the Transformers. But, uh, Vivzy, what is yeah. Hasbin Hotel? What is it? Um, okay, so it's, uh, it's a 30-minute adult animated comedy, so it's obviously, like, a bit raunchier- um, and, and, uh, my style, I feel like is a lot more cartoony. So I think that like, kind of, it, it's like the super cartoony adult comedy about, uh, the princess of hell as she's trying to redeem like her people. Um, and it kind of came about as like a, I really love villains and I really love villain backstories. So it's kind mm-hmm. of like an excuse to have a whole show about villain backstories and like, yeah the most you know like see which villain like which characters can actually like become more like a protagonist and and the main character she's almost like 
it's almost like if like a Disney princess was like her domain was hell. So she like sings a lot and she's super <laughs> musical and it, it's a musical series. So it's like it's it's all over the place, a lot of things. But <laughs> it's um it's been a project that I've had the characters since I was really young and uh, I've developed them over the years and I just kind of decided to to throw them to to take them more seriously as a you know as a, in a series context and make this pilot It's it's been a really really crazy ride. Like I didn't when I first created the, uh, you know, or when I started rather not created the characters, but when I started this project, I didn't expect it to be as big as it has become. And because of that, uh, it's been a huge learning curve for me. And uh, everyone involved is so talented that I feel like the final product is so much grander than i even originally envisioned for the project so Mm -hmm. um so if anybody hasn't seen it uh it's that's that's what it it, it's just this big huge 30 minute pilot for an adult animated comedy series about yeah like every like every so often like i was at the mall or at the airport and i've in real life i've seen like three people wearing uh has been hotel merch just just randomly oh yeah that's crazy and once at the airport I've, I've seen oh, like, oh the airport. I thought I thought you said the mall. I was oh, like oh both. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I I've I've only heard people seeing people at like cons ha- having them on, and that makes a little bit more sense. But that's I've seen cosplayers, crazy. which is always wild to me when a sh- before a show even comes out, like people are that passionate about the designs. Damn. That's what's craziest to me is that there was a lot of really huge support before we were even done, and and we and we did we released a lot of clips before like kind of leading up like over the over the years of production we've released like two trailers and like i forget how many clips but like maybe like five clips i think um and uh so there was enough to like kind of give people a taste of what the humor was going to be like and the characters in action and the animation um but still the fact that like so many people were started cosplaying them and and did fan art like this amazing fan art and like uh and bought merchandise like the the only reason we started selling merchandise like as much as we became because was because not only was it really helping uh to to finish everything faster and pay everybody more but uh just people wanted it people were asking for it and we were like well maybe we should start doing some stuff with the characters people already know and stuff and it, it's just crazy to me though cuz it's like it just came out uh, as of today yesterday and it's like you know, it's only just out now, and there's already been people excited about it this whole time. That's oh. really surreal to me. I have no idea. I have no idea what about it like made this impression, but I'm honored by it. I mean, at what point did you just say, "Yes, let's do this. Let's make a pilot now"? Um. So this is a fun story. I won't get too into it because it's 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 not the happiest of stories. But um, oh. I was actually working with. Um, I, I will not name them for the time being, um, but they're after after graduating college, I uh, um, I wanted to make my own original project, 
And originally it was going to be a big musical project, like a big, huge, like old school musical. Um, I was in talks with um, some off-Broadway songwriters and uh, I, I have some friends who are Broadway performers and I wanted to cast them and it was going to be like this big thing. Um, but I had no experience with like the union and like going through proper channels to cast certain actors um, there were some actors I wanted to work with who were SAG and they were up for it, but it was, you know, for anyone who doesn't know the process of like working with SAG actors is kind of its own thing. And when you don't know anything about the industry, <laughs> it, you know, it's tricky. So I was looking, uh, at, at a, uh, at a meet, a meeting, I'll just say meeting because to, to say where would probably narrow down the search a little bit, but at a meeting, yeah of of artists i met this guy who claimed to be a producer and i was looking for a producer because i assumed that's what i needed and because I, I didn't i didn't know anything about creating things and i uh i ended up working with him and i worked with them for about a year and it was a complete scam an absolute scam i was they took so much money from me. I They strung me along for the better part of a year. It was horrible. And so a lot of my original savings, like my personal savings, almost everything I'd made from freelance after graduation was just gone. But I had enough, thanks to Patreon, to have a small budget for something. And I went, well, my dream of making this musical are dead. Like my dreams of making this musical with these big actors is dead what should I do? And then I went, well, these characters of mine, I've had them for years. I love them to death. Why don't I just make something with them? And so I, I rounded up a, a lot of the original board artists were friends of mine. So I, I had a lot of friends and the, the writers of the project were my friends and we just got together and they took my project as seriously as me. And we just wrote this thing. And so it literally started like, like, so it's so a long story short, like the starting of the pilot literally was just like, I, all my other ambitious projects felt like they were out of reach. And I just wanted to do something safe and personal and with characters that I already really loved and wanted to do something with. And so I just kind of made the leap with them, but it wasn't, that's why whenever, like, when, like the fact that it's gotten so big and grand and became a musical and, and I, I ended up working with some of my Broadway friends, like it, it's surreal to me because that was not what this project started as. Like it started as the backup that I could do with my savings that I had left. And now it's become like the big thing that, you know, that I originally had wanted to make. Like it became a big musical with a team and with actors. And it, it was, it's very cool how that yeah. happened. But that's the initial push was just, I, I was feeling very down about no you know another project completely feeling like stolen from me and so i yeah. went how, let's just do how, this <laughs> how long ago was this like three years or what that was about i think we started it in. i want to say i'm really bad with dates like time time has like lost all me all blends together now for me especially like those years because those years are also like like i said that had happened and then there was also some personal life stuff that happened that year so it was a very dark time for me um so i kind of i think it was 2016 was that year mm -hmm. it's uh -huh. like the 2016 2017 era was kind of my like 
oh, I don't like. Oh. I'm like, oh, it's so so different now. But um, the uh, that was I think the year we started was 2016, and um, and so it's been a while. Like it's been like oh, definitely over two years that we've been in production. Mm-hmm. Um, which is yeah. Was crazy. it mostly all just animation that because uh, was animation itself the longest process? Yeah, it um it was I think also our our pipeline was relatively unconventional because like I have never run a project this big. I've run projects with teams, but um that was like my thesis film uh where all I had people the only things I had people helping me with were coloring, like flat coloring of the animation. Um mm-hmm. and then uh and then uh, the Die Young animation I did a couple years ago, um, I think I, I had some friends like do some little guest animation and, and some flat coloring. But most of the time I'm used to making everything myself. So this was the first time I was working with a team and actually like hiring people. So because of that, I feel like it was really unconventional. I didn't really want to enforce too many deadlines up front. Um, I wanted to try to keep everything really like comfortable for everybody. And uh so different things would get done at different times and we would also like shift things a little bit like some animators took longer time than uh than others so that's why like i think the longest the thing we were working on till the end was backgrounds i think backgrounds were probably the most time consuming of all the steps but um it's hard to gauge because like everybody worked at their own time frame and we would kind of just finish everything as it came in, like whenever the animators were done, we, the cleanup artists would start on like different shots and it was kind of like whoever's available and stuff. So it was, it was very unconventional in that sense. Um, mm-hmm. And since then I've like the other projects I've started running are a lot more streamlined where we have a deadline for the animation. And once the animation's done, the cleanup starts and it's a little bit more like stepping like pipeline step. If that makes sense. <laughs> Please don't sing. This is serious. Well, you know, I'm better at expressing myself and my goals through song. But life isn't a musical, hun. Fine, but I have these other ideas of what to say. The highlighted bits are the best parts. Uh, it's all highlighted. Hmm, if you could, since, uh, now that you learned all this stuff, like, uh, if you could, if you had to start Hesman Hotel, like this pilot all over with the knowledge you know now, like, what would you have done differently? Oh man, so, so much. One thing I, I know me and the other writers uh, talk about a lot is that like um, there's so many things that like I especially I definitely I learned so much through creating it. And I think all my all my friends who helped me write, we all uh, since starting it, since it started to get big, I started to think about the show much more seriously. Like originally it was just like, this is a fun short. It's definitely a pilot, but like it wasn't. through creating it i thought about the series like where is the series gonna go what are the arcs gonna be what are what are like what is the grand vision for this show and for this story um because it is a story and since then i have come up with the exact story like i know exactly how many uh like how many arcs i'd want to do i know exactly where it ends i know exactly what the end of each character's arc is and knowing all that if I rewrote, you know, if we went back to it, we would have all that knowledge and we would be able to implement a story that like kind of could hint at a lot more of like what's to come. 
Um, I feel like we managed to put some of that in, but like we could have like been a little bit more informed with like the direction. So from a writing perspective, there's a lot we probably could have done uh, differently. I think um, in terms of the pipeline, I definitely think there's some pacing issues that now knowing what I know now, like about the boarding process and the, and the pipeline process, going back and like smoothing out the timing and smoothing out the, the pacing. There's like a lot going on at once. And I think some parts need more time to breathe. It's just I think a lot it, of like that. I think it's yeah. really cool that you mentioned the pacing. Cause that's probably one of the, my biggest critiques with it. Like, first off, I want to, mm-hmm. I want to state that I actually really, really enjoyed the the pilot. Um, Thank you. <laughs> uh, with, without having much like pre-established, like I, I wasn't part of that buildup. Um, I was familiar with it, but like I, I didn't start like actively following it until I ended up at the animation showcase presenting your project for you. Yeah, <laughs> <I guess. laughs> that was weird. Thanks, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that happened. Aww. That was a thing. But uh, yeah, the pacing. <laughs> that, I, I think that's probably the harshest critique I see most people do. Um, oh, and I and I'm I'm not I'm definitely I agree with it. Um, there's a lot. Unfortunately, there was a lot having to do with actual just pipeline. Like like again, it was it was kind of messy pipeline. Like the board artists. Um, I I had a lot of board artists on this project, and uh, not all of them were in connection, which was something I learned 100%. Like keep your board artists in contact with each other. There was a lot of fixing like that. I had I, I revised the boards. So there was a lot of like one board artist did a scene and then the next artist did another did the scene right after and they didn't sync up very well. And I had to kind of bridge it a little bit and, and that caused some timing issues. And then once we locked the animatic, we had to lock it at a certain point. Like locking it is basically like everything cannot change from this point on. And there was a lot of like trying to shift things a little bit to make the timing a little bit more like solid. Um, but at a certain point we did have to like lock it. And if the animation didn't last for long enough, we didn't always have time to go back and have that reanimated. If that made sense, you know what Damn. I mean? Like it's, yeah. there, it became a lot of just like, we had to accept that certain things might not have like the right, frame hold or you know like there was there was always some so that was that's my own biggest critique of myself is that I feel like um a lot of the pacing could have been improved if one the board artists like had more uh communication between them so that they knew a little bit how to you know better connect everything and also just uh you know in general like the animatics should have had a little bit more of some breathing room and at certain points um, if, if this if the series gets picked up and you, you get like an order of episodes, would you want to retread and like kind of do a recut of this or would you want to just move on after spending so much time on this particular story? I personally like personally, I feel like even though it has, you know, pacing issues and some technical issues like, you know, because m- most projects do. Mm-hmm. Um, especially the pilots, like at, at a certain point, we kind of went as long as like everything like flows, like, like, okay. And, and, and the character, like the story gets told, okay. And, and the animation gets to shine. It was kind of what we accepted, like, or at least me from like the side of the editorial side and, and the, 
and the more like head of it side because that's not none of that has any none of the artists and anything had anything to do with like the pace you know like all that that was kind of on me so I that's my thing of like next time I would I would do a lot I would pay much more attention to that but um I if it was up to me uh I would love to just go forward in the story like with it already like Alistair already at the hotel and and and, and start it there yeah. But if we were to redo the episode, or if we were to redo the first episode, um, I think a lot of it wouldn't change. But personally, I think I would want to do something different because, you know, why just do the same thing a second time? Right. And if yeah. I was, if it was Sam me, Raby I would. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, if it was up to me, I think if I was redoing anything, I would probably just make the musical aspect of it a lot more like bombastic uh like maybe make a big opening number or like you know some some anything to just make it stylistically like or or content wise different um even if the story kind of felt similar um like the story beats but personally i wouldn't even want to do that because i think what we made was still so special i wouldn't really want to remake it i wouldn't you know i wouldn't want to be like oh this this needs to be improved like you know i'd rather Mm -hmm. just improve from episode one and just go on from that if that makes sense yeah just you know you already finished it just keep making more of the the story (laughs) yeah because i wouldn't want to like waste the first episode with like oh how does alistair get to the hotel again a second time like and and also would kind of retcon what we made and i i don't really know if i'd want to do that if that you know like i'm like what we made is special and i think it says a lot and even if we you just start it with this is this guy that's helping run this this hotel and this is what it is um i feel like that would be enough and you know yeah uh, well the other reason why i asked is because if it became a series it 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 would obviously this would be part of continuity but at the same time you also kind of have to expect anyone watching it say it was on a streaming service or something might be clicking it on and that's their first gateway into the series and so yes yeah. yeah So having a kind of a quick recap at the beginning of the first episode is probably the most ideal. Oh, yeah. I think some kind of recap would be a good idea. And so even if it was like just the recap was like this little thing that plays like before. I, I yeah, like I, I um, obviously like the next step of the process, the next step of this adventure is seeing what the future of the series will be because I'm very, very... Um, very determined to make it a series, whether that's a series that gets picked up by a studio or if it's a series that we try to crowdfund. Um, but either way, like I do want to continue this as an animated thing. So yeah. I, I think it really would just depend on, you know, if it did get picked up, it would depend on what the studio thought would be a good way to start it. You know, um, you been, maybe even been, they could just. Oh, I'm sorry. Have, have you been pitching it at all or? Are you planning? Um, That's the plan. Um, I definitely want to be a little bit careful with like, you know, just, just being like, Oh, I don't, I don't want to like spell out our plan Mm -hmm. right now um, because it's so early on, but Mm -hmm. uh, I'm definitely like, that's definitely kind of like the next step is like, like I, I plan on making a video at some point, like kind of explaining like what, what the reality is of the next step. Cause I know a lot of people are already going, you know, when, where's the next episode? And some people are kind of like jokingly going like, oh, we can't wait to wait two years for the next one. <laughs> oh. And that's and that's kind of like the reality that we have to now face is to continue the show. 
I personally don't want to do that. I don't want to just go, all right, time to take two more years to make episode two because knowing the series and knowing what episode two is, it's really fun. But like all we really get to do is episode two establishes the main villains of the series. You know what I mean? So it's Mm -hmm. like, that's, that's fun and it's going to be satisfying. But then it's like, oh, we wait another two years for episode three. Like that's not feasible (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, for, for a project of this scale. So it really, the next step will always be like how to realistically, how realistically can we create the series? And my aim is to do a season, but with that, we need a budget, (laughs) you know, we need like a budget to pay people. We'd either need to pay multiple teams to work on multiple episodes at a time, or we'd need to uh, join up with maybe a small studio, but all of that requires a budget or funding or financing. And so that's why I'm like, I don't know. As of right now, I don't know. We were going to try to start exploring the options of pitching first to see, you know, because you never know, like you never know. But the exploration of how to continue it as an indie series is not like out of the picture. I think a lot of people are like, they don't know whether or not like now it's just pitching and no go if it's no pitching or are we going to continue it as an indie show? The, the, the truth is we are considering both options. It's just that it's well, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of yeah. stuff that goes into it. I'm looking at it right now and you have basically 2 million views within a day. Which like, is crazy. No, that I'm is so amazing. Yeah. I'm so like every, to everyone watching this who, who contributed to those views, like, thank you because holy crap. <laughs> yeah. I'm very envious that you, you and your team managed to make a whole pilot all on your own. That's crazy. I don't, I, I still like am floored by it. Like a lot of it, like I, I cannot take full credit. Like it would not be possible without Patreon support and it wouldn't be possible without merch sales. But like just the fact that like we didn't even have to do like, you know, an initial Kickstarter, like a lot of projects do have to do. Like I think mm-hmm. like I, I have nothing against people who use Kickstarter. I think it's a really, really good, really good option. But like the fact that um you know you can create things even without that if you just if you just work towards like you know just getting a getting a nice team together and and just trying to make something out of passion like and then you can work your way up to a kickstarter or you know because like kickstarter is probably what we would do if we wanted to make a whole season independently we'd probably be like let's do a kickstarter for a season you know i mean um Mm -hmm. plus also it's just kind of amazing that like thanks to the internet there's these these particular projects have a chance, you know, like I, I can't imagine. Yes. You, you, no, exactly. To, I think that's, yeah. Without having like the, the YouTube and like having the 2 million views, like showing that there's interest in the story. I can't imagine a lot of studios being like, yeah, let's animate this show about sex, hell and everything else, you know? So like it gets, this gives <laughs> a huge fighting chance. And exactly. that's just awesome. Yes, I I agree. I think I think the internet, like while while the internet is kind of a, a double edged sword, it can be it can be really like hard to exist on the internet. You know, there's a lot of like things that are stressful about the internet, but also I think the beauty of the internet is is this is that any project can find its audience, and that gives every project a chance. And that's why we're seeing so many more projects, even at studios, that have more of a of a there's a lot more diversity and, and perspectives of stories being told. And it's all, I genuinely do think that's because the internet is so, is so like 
the the right audience can find it. They're not just catering to like middle America TV broadcast anymore. You know what I mean? Like projects mm-hmm. of all kinds are having a shot to be made because you just start to make it and the people who love that sort of thing or want that sort of thing will find it and they are the ones contributing to the views. So there's no like, we gotta do this because these people like this and there's no like focus groups for the internet, you know? <laughs> so um, so I think that's like the magic of, of the internet. And I think that's why like crowdfunding is so amazing because it's the idea getting the funding, not just a studio executive going, I like this idea, you know, it's, it's the internet choosing what ideas get, you know, funded and, and supported. And I think that's really cool. And so many amazing projects are being made that way. And I want to continue to see that. <laughs> Whatever you say, slut. <laughs> Ouch. Ooh, such an insult. Let me know when you come up with something creative to call me, you sack of poorly packaged horse shit. Tell the missus I said hi. Schnuck him. Hell yeah. Oh, oh, oh. oh no. Hello, no way. I am hey. drunk. Oh, oh. Shit. What oh. happened? <laughs> Fun. Hi, Vivzy. Hi. Yeah. Sorry, I got. I forgot the podcast was happening. Uh-oh. I was already two oh, shots God. in. Nope. So here we are. <laughs> Nolan's me from last episode. Yes, I am. Hey. He's, he's bringing the Nolan energy. Yeah, big Nolan energy. I'm bringing the. I'm bringing the big this Nolan is the part energy. Where people are like, I don't know. I've been listening to this for a while. You can just spice <laughs> things up. And then Nolan comes in two shots. <laughs> oh, spicy! Yes. Okay. Nolan, say something spicy. You say that something spicy. Um, it's great. Cajun uh, jambalaya. Oh, that actually wow. sounds really good. Wow. Yeah. I what's, your, <laughs> what's your favorite jambalaya, Nolan? I actually had some jambalaya from uh, uh, who's that guy? Uh, Flavor Town oh, man. Guy Fieri. Uh, guy Fieri. <laughs> I. I went to a I went to a First Street Live, which is a place in Kentucky. Wait, when were you in Kentucky? And it was quite possibly. I was in Kentucky uh, last year for the uh, uh, Skills USA uh, competition nationals. My partner, um, I'd said I didn't want to go, and nobody wanted to do it with my partner. And my teacher basically begged me, and I was like, "Okay, fine." And then I went, and I went to Guy Fieri's restaurant. I had some jambalaya there. And I was like, wow, this is the most oh. mediocre jumble I have ever heard. Flavor Town, more like bland. Wait, Fuck you, I'm drunk. It, in fairness, did you have the donkey sauce? Donkey <laughs> sauce? What the fuck did you just call no, me? No, he has donkey sauce. It's like his thing. It's like donkey sauce, I think. Did I say it right? That that's the like, most unappetizing thing I've Guy, ever heard. Who does on, that? Guy Ferrari. Yeah. Hold on, Guy Ferrari. That sounds like what he calls his semen in like bed. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's, it's a thing. Google it. He's like, "Hey, baby, let me take you to Flavor Town with my donkey sauce." And she's like, "Wow, that is like my my yeah. like female boner gone entirely." <laughs> I feel like Guy Fieri would say that. Guy Guy Fieri in bed. I, I want to see that. I'd pay money to I see hope, that. I hope he'd say that. That's great. Is he like? Love- is he- has he become self-aware? I've noticed that. I think he's self-aware. I, th- I think. I don't we, know. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's, he's been posting himself, like, edited into memes. So, yes. Did, he, <laughs> yeah. did someone, like, turn on Skynet and give him self-awareness? Because I'm so confused oh. by that. Because he seemed, like, so unaware. 
and that was his thing. And then he like shifted, but he's still Guy Fieri. Yeah, Maybe if like, you drink enough of that donkey sauce, your like mind opens. You know, I think the, th- it, your, the third eye on your like forehead just wide opens. Like that meme where it's like where it like slowly like you're more enlightened, and he's like drank a bottle of donkey sauce, and then it's like, and he understands. <laughs> My favorite self-aware celebrity is Tony Hawk because he's just living in an existential nightmare where somebody goes, are you Tony Hawk? He goes, yeah. Why? He just doesn't know how to respond. (laughs) Poor Tony Hawk. Why Tony? Why? Poor Tony Hawk. Tony, if you're out there, I just want to let you know I support you. Um, (laughs) You may be 50 years old, but I bet you can do a mean half pike. Oh. Yeah. I'm so sorry I derailed the podcast. I, am... I was going to no, say, we like, had like a whole hour of like, like just this like in-depth animation conversation. Nolan just come to the wall like the, the Kool-Aid man and being like, yo, donkey sauce. This, this is Beautiful. the twist. This okay. is the... Yeah, that's great. In all fairness, Jim was the one who brought up donkey sauce. All I said was, <laughs> hey, everybody, I'm fucking ass blasted. <laughs> I'm like Scott. I'm like Scott Pilgrim, where I drink one drink and I'm already like three shades to the wind because I rarely drink ever. You guys caught me. Oh in the, man! You guys caught me in the vulnerable hour. What's up? Actually, <laughs> who on the podcast isn't like a lightweight? Because I know I am. I don't drink, so oh, I'm not yeah, any weight at all. I don't know if I am or not because I I used to never drink and then since moving to LA I I drink I don't drink all the time but I drink I you know I've been to enough parties where I've gotten at least relatively drunk the drunkest yeah. I ever got was definitely like I had my first hangover because I've always like avoided hang- I'm like I'm never having a hangover same and so I had my first hangover <laughs> after the has been hotel uh, crew screening um, we went to a bar in LA called the Edison which it's awesome. It's a speakeasy. So it's like, it's got a dress code. You can only go if you like, you don't have to be wearing like decked out in like 1920s stuff, but some people do. They have a burlesque show in the bar. They play, um, they, they had the first time I went, they had Lottie Renegers art on the like videos on the wall, which anybody who saw the pilot, the opening is like a total like tribute to her. So like, I I was like, yeah yeah so i was just like oh man this place is like perfect for the after party so we went there and they sell absinthe there there's like actually there's like there's a girl who goes around in a green um fairy costume and she's called the absinthe fairy (laughs) and and like they literally just sell you little bottles of absinthe but at this at the uh party i was already like two long islands in which i can usually handle like three long islands and then i'm set and i'm like all right i'm good so I had two Long Islands and then a whole cup of absinthe someone gave me. And then I uh, had a shot of vodka before leaving and I like was ruined. Like, yeah, that would do it. I, I, I was ruined. I, I don't even remember Wait, there, like there, how many times I threw up. <laughs> there's a bar in LA where you can look at Lottie Reiniger stuff and drink absinthe. Is It might be that place. I swear. That, do you wow, remember that, what it was no, called? The no, Edison? I've never been oh, to just LA. in general. Oh, okay. I'm just like I just think that's really cool. Like if I were like oh, that's yeah. something like Salvador Salvador Dali did when you know Prince Ahmed first played or something. Like he was like let's just let's let's kick these back and watch these pictures move. You know. So so you oh, mentioned so burlesque. I just want to like semi brag about this, but I'm in a burlesque show this weekend. 
and it's called Nerdgasm, and it's like a Area 51 theme. I think it's Areola 51. Oh, oh yes. That's great. Yeah. That's so cute. And so uh, I'm kittening for it. So basically it just means I wear a sexy outfit and pick up clothing in between acts. And uh, the three of us are dressed up. Uh, the three kittens are dressed like the aliens from Toy Story. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just oh, so that we can uh, go so on stage. Good. And when the hostess is, like, talking, we can just be like, the bra, the bra. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> I, yeah, that. I posted a picture of my my costume so far. It's so cute. I really like that. That's so cute. <laughs> We have tech rehearsal actually tomorrow. I'm excited. Nice. That's so fun. Like bur- burlash shows are really fun. Like it, that, that's an awesome thing to be the, part of. The group that I'm part of, Angel Burlesque, uh, I'm not like officially like a, a member of their group, but like I performed with them both. I've done group and solo acts and stuff uh, as well mm-hmm. as kitten. Uh, but like I've never left their show not feeling more empowered about my body because they, they like make an effort to have like different body types and such um yeah that's awesome no like it it seems like one of those really like really like confidence boosting kind of art forms and like i think that's really cool about it um yeah they're they're awesome that's awesome i thought you up and died or some shit oh i wish i've been staying at this crappy hotel on the other side of town some broads are letting me stay rent free if i play nice what did we all what did we all learn today kids Hey, um, well, I got a question about not so much has been hotel, but well, I, I'll delete this if you can't say anything about it. But wasn't there some other animation project you were working on that, you know? Are you talking about the the second short that's coming out oh, no, a the bit later? Thing I te- remember I did some. You had a storyboard thing recently. Yes, on yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, I'm 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 uh, I, I remember. So so that uh that. I, I can I can hint to that project because actually uh, pretty soon we're gonna we're gonna start talking about it, but um, in, in like like in terms of the public uh, space, but yeah, that was um that was for the new cartoon that's been in the works for a couple months, um, and it's a uh, a lot of people seem to think that it was the same team. It's a, it's a different team of people, which is why I was getting like tests and stuff. And uh, you you did the the board test, which your test was really really fun. I I really liked Yay. it, by the way. Um, I I remember uh, that time though being really hectic with has been. So I remember being really bad about getting like back to everybody. That's one thing I also want to work on as a as somebody who has done testing for studios. Mm-hmm. It's super like rough when you don't like get a like response back, even if it's just like hey like. You know, the test was really good. I'm trying to get better about, like, properly getting back to people. I just get so many, like, so many people, like, uh, submitting. Um, but yeah. your test was really, really fun for that. But that's um, that's a new cartoon that is almost done. And we uh, we screened it alongside Has Been um, at the uh, crew event because a lot hmm. of the crew had flown in because a lot of the the crew of that project ended up helping with has been to get it done last kind of last minute um a lot of them are incredibly talented uh artists uh from uh mexico and a lot of them flew in for the screening and so because of that um the kind of cats out of the bag a little bit more about that cartoon wait are you doing philanos yeah no (laughs) 
no, <laughs> but uh, I, I am working with like some amazingly talented artists that uh, did work on the the show Villainous, um, mm-hmm. and they are uh, that cartoon is. I'm, I can I can talk a little bit about. I want to keep it. Um, it's it's a super different kind of project because I got to work with um, a YouTuber who I'm actually a genuine fan of. And uh, he helped me write it. And it's kind of set in the same universe as Hasbin. Like, like uh, the characters from it are actually characters that, as I was developing the series for Hasbin, uh, I, I kind of found these characters really fun. But, like, there wasn't really any opportunity for them to have, like, an arc in the Hasbin storyline. They're very detached from the Hasbin characters. They felt like fun recurring characters. But I was kind of like... You know, th- these characters might be more fun as their own thing instead of just recurring characters at the very tail end of like another story. Are you so Kevin Smithing kind of, us? Are you are you making I guess like so. a, is that we're like because the the View Askew universe I think it was called where like they're oh, every yeah. one of his movies were like in the same universe even though they're like immediately they're all detached from each other except for two characters appearing in both. Oh man, no, that sounds awesome. I guess so. Cause I, I really would love to create like a lot of people started, like a lot of people on the team started joking and that's like the, cause like, you know, the Marvel universe, like cinematic universe. They're like, oh, it's the busy cinematic universe. Cause in a way oh. I would love to like connect uh, some of my stories. Like there is one thing that unites almost all my stories and it's just one singular entity, but I won't spoil what it is. Cause I want to like actually start making more projects and have like people pick up on it like in a way so i guess in a way i've done that i'm not really familiar with kevin smith but that that sounds like what i'm doing so you don't need to I be guess i'm doing it yeah you don't you don't need to watch yeah. Kevin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay cool <laughs> but i but i guess in a i guess in a way it's it's kind of like that we're, we're trying uh i'm trying to make this project kind of feel like its own thing like tonally it's very different from has been. It's also an adult comedy, but it's much more of a straight full on comedy because the YouTuber I'm working with is super. He's, he's just a, he's like a skit comedian and he's insanely talented, but his sense of humor is very just fast and very like quick and, and witty. And uh, so it's much more episodic. Like it feels much more like a show that could be, episodic over like a binge watch show which is more like what has been is has been like a cinematic binge watch story narrative where there's like stakes and drama and and all these things kind of in one basket and the comedy aspect is kind of more like the seasoning than it is like the core of the show whereas this show or this project rather is much more centered around comedy and jokes and characters playing off each other in a workplace. So it's much more tonally. I feel like it's very different. Um, And I'm really anxious to kind of release it onto the world because it was so sudden. Like I, I ended up talking with this YouTuber and, uh, and, and, uh, uh, and, and, you know, working with him super, super fast and, it all came together so fast. Like it just, just was kind of perfect timing because I got an application from one of the artists who, who worked on, uh, on villainous and, and he came on as the background artist and then like uh, a bunch of other people applied uh, who had experience on that show. And so a lot of people who, uh, who worked on that um, were part of that production. And so it's, it's crazy having this completely different team 
Um, and they were amazing to work with. And uh, they also then, like, a lot of them helped on Has Been. So in a way, in a lot of ways, these two cartoons, like, really perfectly complement each other because one would not really exist without the other in both literal ways. Like, Has Been would not have gotten done on time if not for the team of, Hel- of it's called Hell of a Boss. Hell of a Boss would also not exist ah. if Has Been hadn't been a success. So they're literally, like kind of like these complimentary shows but they're so tonally different so i'm really excited to to release that beast onto the world hopefully in a month or so great now i'm bummed thinking about it this thing have any liquor can you please just try to take this seriously fine i'll try just don't get your taco in a twist baby was that you trying to be sexist or racist whatever pisses you off more you mentioned yeah. you said the word straight and immediately made me remember a question, a queer question for has been. So I want to like just throw it out here. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really interested in the relationship between Vaggy and Charlie because like it wasn't really established because like out of all the demons so far, it seems like no one believes in the hotel, but Vaggy does. And I want to know what their relationship was like, because I know there's like a throwaway line about like, I don't touch the gays and stuff. Yeah, yeah, the the shitty uh, news lady. (laughs) And I I personally didn't didn't read Vaggy and uh, Charlie as gay together, like a relationship. I saw them as more siblings Mm -hmm. for some reason. But like uh, everyone else just kind of implied that they are in a relationship. So I was kind of curious if we could touch upon that. Totally. Um, I'm, I'm totally, I, I'm more open to talking about that mostly because it's not really a plot point. Um, like there's, there's a lot of, in, in terms of like, there's no like, oh, there's like a romance arc or anything. The way we wrote them, um, uh, originally I knew that I wanted the love interest for Charlie in the series to be, um, a girl character. And I, uh, Originally, it was not baggy, but early, really early on, um, as we were writing and as the board artists were boarding, a lot of the board artists told me that they, the way we'd wrote, written the characters, they felt like the chemistry with them was that they were already a couple. And that was something that I actually had been thinking about. So I kind of just decided, like, to really, like, anchor that in because the characters had that dynamic without like kind of unintentionally I was writing them with this very comfortable like close like relationship and part of me had wanted to make that a thing but it wasn't until like the artists of the show were like oh I'm boarding it the way like that way that is that's how I read it so I'm boarding it that way is that not accurate and I was like you know what actually that might be accurate so it almost like legitimately became a like it was so that way that like none of us really realized that they were like together until like we were just like, shit, I think they're just together. And now like that's an established canon. <laughs> so I they're canonly together from the start. But the way I wrote them was they're the kind of relationship that is already a couple like years in. So they're not really in that really most of the character dynamics and, and relationships that I wrote it kind of more with in mind are people uh, who I know. I know a lot of couples, like, uh, I don't want to name names just because I don't want to put them on the spot, but, like, you you brought one up earlier. Like, like just okay. people I know who are really, really cozy together and just perfect for each other. And I love them have this so really, much. Yeah, like, I, I, yeah, you know who I'm talking about. So, I like, just, just, like, 
most of the really healthy, happy relationships that I have experienced in my life are people who are just unapologetically best friends. So in a lot of ways, I feel like the characters can read as like siblings and best friends. And and Charlie is Maggie's best friend. But they're also, that is also because they are together. You know what I mean? Because they're fucking. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, because I, I just feel like, it, it just felt right. It, it didn't make sense until they were together to me. And then I was like, <laughs> oh man, this completely makes writing them easier. It makes writing their uh, their relationship to like their dynamic, like like Vaggie's frustration with Charlie a little bit more like makes sense because like she knows intimately why Charlie is doing what she's doing. And that's another reason why she's extra protective of her is because she knows kind of some of the stuff that like the show will get into, which is like having to do with Charlie's relationship with her family and stuff. It just makes sense that she's much more privy to the vulnerable side of Charlie um, in that mm-hmm. way. So I'm actually that's really definitely excited. something that. Oh, sorry. I, I was just saying was I'm excited to rewatch. I'm going to rewatch it again to probably tomorrow with, with knowing that they're actually in a relationship. I think I'm so used to not having queer characters and stuff that like my mind yeah. is like, wrote, I want to see if like knowing it, I pick up more on stuff. Yeah. And I think part of it also is that, yeah, like I think a lot of people, because a lot of people, um, did assume that they're not a thing and 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 i don't blame them for that because again it's not really outwardly stated um i've i've said it at a few cons and i've uh i've said it on tumblr and stuff but like it's not like a big like there's no like flashing sign but part of me is doing that because it there shouldn't have to be like like they are just together and that shouldn't be like the folk you know what i mean like it's just it's like they're they've been together for a while. They're not going to announce that to everybody all the time, and it's just kind of a known thing in this universe. And um, I wanted to kind of go at it with that lens of like they're already comfortably together, and it's not like that's not a big, you know, focal point. I just Which, wanted to portray. I, I really like portraying already established relationships. Like even in a hell of a boss, there's a pre-established married couple because I don't like playing the whole like their whole season they're like are will they won't they kind of thing i didn't want to do that with charlie and baggy if that makes sense yeah no you, you're basically treating them like uh like how most writers would treat a straight couple yeah like, you know it, it's it's not they're not gay for the sake of being gay exactly <sighs> yeah and and especially since the show actually does have um or, or will have rather an arc about a character um, who does find a love interest. And I, I don't want to, I'm being careful to like not spoil, but I, I was just like, if there's other characters whose arcs need to have that kind of like, their arc kind of includes a love interest plot. There, there's, there's, does it, they have other arcs, you know? And so the fact that they're together is just kind of a dynamic. It's a dynamic and a perspective. It's not a focal point, you know, of the story. They have other arcs to go on, you know? Their relationship doesn't need to be one of those arcs because it's already there, you know. <laughs> oh, well, I, I have, I have questions actually. Uh, Go, what, Jim. What uh, I noticed is, yeah, sorry, it's very much like a musical pilot. Like, what are some of your favorite musicals, or what were some of the influence <laughs> musical influences on them? It's one of those repo. Oh man, I love repo. I Yay, love repo. See, someone it's else. So I was good. thinking when I was watching this, repo was in. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I am an absolute 
musical fanatic. I I um like every time I go to New York, I go for as many days as I can. And I like the, the last time I was in New York, I saved up um a bunch of my uh money um from from my freelance jobs to specifically see like I think I saw six shows. I oh, literally wow. would see two a day on the matinee days, and then every other day I would go because I I love musical theater. I try not to, I try to see everything. I can, especially before it leaves, because unfortunately theater isn't, it's the difference between theater and like um, movies is that movies, you know, you can watch whenever you don't have to see it in theaters, musical shows end. And then the only way to see them is to like, look at a bootleg, which I don't like doing, but sometimes it's the only way to see a show. And um, so I try to see as many as I can. Like I saw the new Beetlejuice one. It's so good. Um, Yeah. be more chill is a one that I really, really love. And I, I think it's a little underrated and a lot of people should check it out. It's, it's like if you took like a, a high school, like kind of snarky high school musical with, uh, and mixed it with little shop of horrors and made it like video game and like sci-fi themed. It's mm-hmm. so good. I, I recommend that to everybody here. If you, if, if, if any of you guys haven't heard of be more chill, it's a really good musical. It's it's literally like it's about a kid that wants to be cool, and so he takes a pill that becomes an AI in his brain, and the AI is manifested <laughs> as another character on stage that only he can see, and mm. that character like tells him what to do, and it's it's all about. But it's a very like it's actually a very like progressive show too. Like the cast is super diverse, and the story is a little bit subjective or uh, not sub- subversive. That's the word. It's mm-hmm. very very good. It's a very good modern story. It's a very good story about like you know, being yourself and, you know, just all those themes. But anyway, I know I could go about musicals for fucking ever, but yeah, okay. um, uh, Be More Chill was definitely one that influenced just because it's got that kind of little shop kind of feel, but like a little mm-hmm. bit more modern. Oh, wait, little do you Shop like... is one of my absolute favorites. Oh, okay. When you mentioned Little Shop. Oh, yeah. Like, okay. Oh, that's one of my top favorites. That one's amazing. And then no, uh, I actually Shop's just great. saw that one. Feed me, stay more. Mm-hmm. That one was just here in LA and Pasadena, and it starred uh, the person, someone who was actually in Be More Chill. Um, his name is George Salazar, and then it had um, I forget her name. Um, uh, uh, Audrey, the character Audrey was played by um, a trans actress, uh, which was really cool to see. Really? And, uh, Aud- yeah, uh, uh, her name is uh, I'm blanking on her name because I had actually never heard of her before. Something Rodriguez. Hmm. Um, I have I to. I'd have to look that up again. Um, but it was it was amazing. It was Audrey was played by Audrey too. Like the plant was played by Ram, uh, Amber Riley, who is from Glee, who I'm a huge fan of. So I was oh, like, cool. this is like so many people I've never seen. Like like it's it was such a different take on the material, but it was mm-hmm. so good. So uh, little, little Shop is an awesome. I love Little Shop. I still think about watching. I've only really seen the movie, but anytime. I even as a kid that made me laugh. It was just so, so it's such a good musical. I don't know. It's I love so that musical. unique. And yeah, it's like one... if you if you've seen the original, the movie it's based on, it makes it even funnier. It's like oh, I love. It. Anyways, I haven't. Right. I I do I do need to watch like the original. It's, like, <laughs> it's not like it's kind of the original Roger Corman movie is still like sort of a take on horror movies, which I think people forget, which is sort of weird. It's like sort of mm-hmm. a self-aware parody, but it's not like one. Of, he made a couple, and it's like maybe not the best one, the original. I mean, uh, but uh, but it's still like worth a. It's worth a watch because you'll see the musical a little differently. Because you'll go like, oh, Ooh. that's a reference 
I or like I think Jack Nicholson has a small cameo, or he's the person who really likes pain or something. He's in the original, and they make references to it in the movie. And I didn't even get that until I saw the original. So, so stuff like I forget. It's been a little bit, but you should do. Uh, But I guess my other question is: I noticed. So, did you you went to SVA? Yes, I did. Okay, I also went to SVA. I was probably working there when you were there. From my loose understanding of your background um i graduated in 2014 yeah were you, I was, were you there before that yeah i was like the guy in back of beckerman's class so that was me oh shit <laughs> yeah. that's awesome i was Damn. like the projector guy that he was like jim play that gotcha jim, are, gotcha are, gotcha that's awesome tim are you like casually like in everywhere like in continuity like... yeah you're just, you're just... oh you, you didn't oh man you figured it out yeah i <laughs> In terms of animation, I've, I've been everywhere, you know. I was actually the one who pitched The Good Dinosaur, but I left and said he <laughs> I want to, like, flip, go, like, come good dinosaur. pull out, like, newspapers of, like, animation premieres and Jim's just, like, photoshopping the background of all of them. Oh, I was the one who, who was whispering like the... his ear going, like... He's like Bernie like... Sanders or Forrest Gump. Yeah, and, you, and then is he, like, and is he, is, like, slowly stepping back in horror... And then Jim's behind her all of a sudden. He's like, uh-oh. And he's like, hey, how's it going? Hey, it's you know, me, Jim. I, I, I am the one. I've done, you know, when Of Iwerks was thinking of leaving Disney, I was like, yo, fuck that guy. You can do way better. <laughs> when Don Bluth was thinking of leaving, I was like, dude, on your birthday, I've got this cool idea. Get all your friends in a truck. We'll just, like, leave here. Make a movie about a woodpile cat. You're going to be – you're not going to be a millionaire. You're going to lose a lot of – but you're going to not be with Disney anymore. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's Jim, you're, dream. Oh, that's you're, great. A bas- you're a bastard fiend. I can't believe I've, you did that to Donnie. I've, I've done. A, I've done. <laughs> I've done all the all the worst deals in animation. I was somehow a part of telling the person to sign. <laughs> he thought Delgo was a good idea and put that into production. Okay, no, no, fuck that. That was not me. I was not Delgo. I was. How dare you put that? That was not me at all. I had nothing to do with Delgo. Whenever... Those, those are allegations. I refuse <laughs> to have anything to do with Delgo. I did, however, convince Gendy to do three Hotel Transylvania movies. So that is on me. Hey, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> why'd, you, why'd you do Gendy oh, so ma- dirty? So you're, I, guilty, you're guilty of the Macarena. I, I was like, I was like, look. Three. I, was, I was like, look, Popeye would be really cool. But hear me out. What if we did Hotel Transylvania 2? <laughs> it was good. No, those aren't that bad. I I'm sorry. Like the they're charming. Yeah. I, I do I do like them, but then when yeah. you watch like Primal or something, you're like, oh, but I would like more of this yeah. though. I mean with Hotel Transylvania, you can kind of feel the divide between Gandhi trying to be himself and Sony, you know, trying to be more corporate. Oh yeah. No, like that's why the third one's so yeah. good. Is because the third one's like all feels more him than the other two. Yeah, I really like. Yeah, the, I've watched the third one a couple of times. The third one's really cute. I I think it kind of waffles around a little too much for my liking, but that's well, also just because it it's just trying to be really cartoony. And I yeah. so on a visual standpoint, it's beautiful. I just like the story is kind of just well, not. I sort of I blame all story problems on the Adam Sandler people in those movies. I just got yeah, it. it was it's most likely that. Speaking was, of yes. speaking of waffles, you guys, you ever hear of like a blue, a blue waffle? You guys know what that no. is? That sounds very familiar to me. I feel like I've heard no. of that. Yeah. Don't do it. Remember yeah. Goatsy? Good times. 
Do you guys do you guys remember Two Girls One Cup? Oh yeah. Aww. I do. I never watched it actually, but I remember when it was everywhere. I was, I was like, actually, oh, you watch it. I was in the background of that video. People don't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> he was one of the uh, lemon stealing whores. Was that oh, what happened fuck in those this? Whores. I yeah, didn't actually those... watch it. I just watched people reacting to it. Yeah, no one well, knows what it actually looks well, like. Well, well, look at you, Jim. <laughs> like, little Jim, little Jimmy Jim and his big boy Jim <laughs> pants. I think it's time for like, us to watch it together as a family. Eat poop so or something? <laughs> That's the, the next uh, pizza party. Like, Let's watch. Yeah, people, <laughs> yeah, people I, have told me it's like, it's just gross. It's not really like the worst thing. It's just gross. That's I directed like, it. Oh, <laughs> that's how we met. I was yeah. forgetting. God, I'm ADR. Fucking wasted shit. He, he was very supportive <laughs> of the women in. He was like, you know, you can do this. Just think of, like, your past memories. And they were like, yeah, you know what? I think we can. Jim. Jim, the bit's over. You can stop. It's okay. <laughs> not a bit. I was actually on that set. Are you not the director? There, I, I gotta go. What a performance! Why I haven't been that entertained since the stock market crash of 1929. <laughs> so many orphans. Stop right there. God, we're all equal to better. I know your game. Do we want to do questions from the Twitter? At Guy Named Crystal, what are some common misconceptions about animation production that you're tired of hearing? That, uh, it's super, that, like, fucking, mostly about hindsight. Everybody's like, Oh, why didn't they do this instead? You stupid. I used to fall in that trapping, but like, you know, a lot of people just like fucking like, oh, why didn't they think about this? What are they stupid? And I'm just like, you don't know shit. Shut up, idiot. Oh, no. I'm trying. I'm trying to offer that suggestions. Question. Alternative question. Uh, Viv, how would you feel if there's a two hour video that's entitled Hasbin Hotel? is bad and here's why <laughs> and here's oh. why garbage and here's why i yeah, would yeah, think yeah. you have way too much time on your <laughs> would you be prideful i like, I, 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 I think I, you should think be for, i think it would be a, a mix of things because i think i think um i think uh personally like like i don't think like i think criticism is like a really valid thing it's just that when when someone wants to just like because because <laughs> if anyone felt compelled to make a two hour long thing like I, I guess i would just be i guess it would just depend on the content like i feel like a lot of things like that really get into like speculative stuff or like assumptions or like personal attacks and stuff so it, like yeah. like that's like nah nah but um i i think personally i'd just be like wow like i i'm amazed that someone felt compelled to spend days of their life like making a two hour long video this is what i do like i would have a viewing party <laughs> like just straight I feel like yeah I, it sounds like so, like it sounds like something like if that actually ever did happen it sounds like the perfect thing to like get a bunch of friends get really drunk and have a viewing party you could, you could do like a that's whole... like you've made it when someone makes a two hour long video about how something is garbage See, that's such an animation thing because no one would do that for like a huge live action show. But like, don't both SpongeBob and CB Universe have those? I right? guess the the closest I've ever seen to someone making like multiple hour videos is like Game of Thrones. Oh, but they those do are do that really for Game entertaining. Of 
Yeah, like I, I've seen. Uh, I, I really like um, Lindsay Ellis's videos, and so good. She did a video. Oh yeah, about, that's true. Uh, the hot takes about Game of Thrones, and I haven't even seen the show, but I, I really liked those. I was like, that's that's pretty fun. Um, but that's like the closest I've ever seen to someone making like multi hour long videos about like a live action show it's like something something that like really was character driven and they did a lot of things like kind of wrong near the end from what i hear uh, th- i can see people getting really compelled as to like character arcs being like really mistreated and stuff because as a creator like who takes character arcs and characters really like seriously like i can see like if, if somebody's on that journey with the character i can see someone being like really upset where actual things were disregarded for the sake of like ending it or the sake of like a twist or whatever like that's kind of transparent you know if that Mm -hmm. you know so i understand why people like would be really like upset by that but in terms of like some of the animated ones i've seen it's usually just people getting really upset over like there's a lot of like the whole inconsistency of styles and like stuff like that and I understand being super put off by certain things, but like to to ramble about how the team has no talent and stuff or is lazy for like two hours. I'm just sitting here like holding my face like, oh, don't don't call anybody animation lazy. Like that's that is it's so biggest pet peeve. That is I hope I didn't do that ever. No, I I've seen them say about uh, people's backgrounds and say like, Oh well they never did this before and then I'll be sitting there like, I actually do know that and you're wrong. And I'll like exactly. YouTube by myself. Yeah, no. Well, I'll do that too. I'll like yeah. someone will have like a take that's just so assumptive, and I'm just sitting here going like, no, that's completely untrue. And yeah. you're like, and the the funniest part, and people will do this with my work, and and they do it with every. There's always somebody out there who will do this with anyone's work, but they'll they'll make something up or make an assumption, and then yeah. they'll criticize that assumption, and you just sit there and you go, well, that wasn't even the case from the start. Why are you? Complaining. Oh, no. People do that a lot. Like, what was that uh, Brie Larson thing that people twisted into this weird that she hates all white guys thing? And I was like, yeah, trying to explain <laughs> to someone the real context of that quote. And I was like, you know, it was really just about like how she wanted people at a press day to not just be white guys. And most of the people who actually are employed to do that are very much for that. So it's really nothing that has to do with you. And then they just stand there like, yeah, but I think she hates white guys, Jim. I was like, all right, you yeah, know no, it's, Never mind. It's, it's like, forget it's, it. like con- <laughs> it's like context. What's that? No. Yeah. Please <laughs> tell me with- it's still true that she wants lesbians to top or something. I need that to be true. I mean... <laughs> What are you? I, I'm, I'm, I don't know that that quote, but sure. Uh, basically, I think at a at a, like a um, a panel or like a press thing, there was a part where like she something happened beforehand that involved lesbians, and then it was like her time to speak, and she's like, "How do I top lesbians?" And then immediately the host is just like, "Oh, well, the lesbians, the audience would love to teach you." And it's just it's a cute little fun quote. Oh, that's cute. Oh, I like cute. her. Bree's great. Or, I love her. In, I love her as a Abed's girlfriend in Community. She ruined oh, Captain God. Marvel, the bitch. Ah! Oh no! That's it. That's the joke. Thanks for coming, everybody. <laughs> this is why bit. Martin Scorsese doesn't respect Marvel. What? What? <laughs> I, 
Come on, Corsini. Was it him? George, no way. Just... George, George Bush does not care about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Thanks, Kanye. Appreciate it. I'm on fire, you guys. The, the ghost of Akira Kurosawa doesn't like Man of Steel. Akira Kurosawa Damn. said this is fucking bullshit. He's actually Danny a big Tart- pizza party fan. Yeah. What? True story, bro. Akira, At this point, Akira Kurosawa it... is? Yeah, oh Remember yeah, that... he loves pizza party. He's always Remember like... that time like Justin Bieber thought uh, if Anne Frank was alive today, she'd be a believer? Oh my god, you said this before. Oh, no, that was yeah. the, that was the worst. I just... <laughs> I... I remember that and thinking, like, I can understand uh, if he put into context that I, you know, he's like, I'm a pop star and my target audience is, like, her age. And, like, I could see how you could get that quote to be something. And, like, he so fucked it up so bad. that I don't like, it's, it's I just, don't it was just so, wrong. yeah. I, wait, I, no, I, wait, 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 Really I think he that wrote that really in, he wrote that in a, a book, like a guest book in the Anne Frank house. What? Yeah. Justin yeah. Bieber's no. a real uh, Justin Bieber is awesome. Thanks, Justin. I no, can't believe a, it. Is he wrong though? You can't you believe me? it? Oh, you beat me to it. Is, is he, what kind of music dead? was Anne Frank yeah. into? Izzy said it, giving credit where credit is due, I'm I support lesbians like Brie Larson does. Was, was that, so, okay actually um what do they listen i got a question well what do they listen to back then you know like did Anne frank listen to the beach boys or what did lesbians listen to 1940s like okay what was I, I, my knowledge doesn't go far further back than the beatles in I the 60s so. was born in like 1876 <laughs> he should be able to tell us pro- she probably listened i don't know what German teenagers listen to in 1943, but I would assume, I, know. <laughs> I would assume maybe like Bing Crosby or something like that, like Al Jolson. <laughs> probably, I don't know. I I haven't, read, I haven't read that book in a little bit, so you know, I read it when it was originally written. You mean to tell me that? The, <laughs> you mean to tell me that Anne Frank was a total tool who listened to fucking Ben Crosby? Really? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> If yeah. she were if she were alive today, she'd be like Jim. Fuck, dude. Like, <laughs> oh my God. I mean, she probably listened to like I don't know, uh, fucking Alvin and the Chipmunks, whatever. Oh uh, yeah, they they were. They, oh, Yes, no. they were. I can prove it. I was there in the forties. In the nineteen, like the twenties and thirties. Alvin the Chipmunks 40s. was a thing back then, right? No, they wasn't came it out, in the seventies. They came like, out like the fifties or sixties. Alvin the Chipmunk really? is omnipresent. It it never not existed. It transcended, oh. yeah, transcended existence. Heard, it was I've there heard, at the Big Bang. I've heard <laughs> they, this were, they were the first thing that came That's, out. They're they're next to the flat earthers or the chipmunkers. Speak, <laughs> no, speaking oh, yeah. speaking speaking of flat earthers, okay? Speaking of flat earthers, today at work we have a security <laughs> guard who constantly comes in. And is like, uh, it comes talk to us to make sure, you know, nobody's like broken in or like held us a gunpoint or whatever. And like, uh, I, I just talk to him on occasion because the dude's fucking fascinating. He's oh. a real, he's a real piece of work, let me tell you. And like, <laughs> today he was telling me how the Splinter Cell games uh, convinced him to be a 9 11 truther. And, but, but he's not a flat earther though. He like, he has standards on his conspiracy theories. So don't, so don't go thinking he's a flat earther because he's not. 
Oh, okay, made, good. That's good. Yeah, he made he made that abundantly clear that he is not a flat earther. That's, so, wow. that's I'm glad he's you know. Yeah, yeah. me too. He's not I, a would flat t- I would talk to him, I guess, you know, if he's not a flat earther. Yeah, he also plays like Cooper. <laughs> he plays like he plays like Cooper though, so you know Damn. Yeah, he's good, good in your taste. book. Yeah, he's yeah. good in my book. Well, what, so last not, week. what wait, which nine eleven theory did he does he believe in? I'm curious about that. <laughs> I'm assuming that it was an, the the inside job one because that's every basic bitch's favorite one. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was hoping it was like a good one, like you know. Is I that know, like is that like one. the 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 beams can't melt? Yeah, yeah jet, yeah. Fuel, jet fuel can't melt steel beams. <laughs> jet fuel, that that is it. That's it. I like that everyone like, became what? a jet fuel expert in 2008 on MySpace. <laughs> jet fuel, <laughs> because they were like, do you know? the temperature that jet fuel burns and it's always like that's not a piece of information that i've ever really thought about before but i'll take your word for it yeah i'll take you yeah that's, everyone that's, just that's common knowledge jim oh is it Did, is yeah. that the day i for, missed high school for or? someone who's omnipresent and has been in all major timelines like how did you not know well just just with animation i was i was working on ruining courage the cowardly dog at the time so i didn't really have time to learn about it. Jim, are you fucking Doctor Who or some shit? Like, are you like fucking LMZ? Uh, 9-11 was an inside job. I, I, I was actually like, guys, just kill Optimus Prime. It'll be so sick. Oh, I hate you. Why did you do that, you stupid <laughs> bitch? I thought it would I thought it would sell more toys. It was it was gonna be cool. What, no. what was his name? Hot face? Hot, hot rod, rod Rodimus? Okay. Hot rod? Yeah. Well, well he's hot rod until he replaces Optimus and then he's Rodimus Prime. Yeah, I thought you know, Rodimus. <laughs> Why do you guys love like it? Transformers? This is stupid. I don't. Well, okay, what? I don't like G1. I like Beast Wars and I like Prime and I like animated, but everyone that's into Transformers has a huge fucking boner for G1 and it's awful. They have it's a just... character called Rodimus Prime. No, well, isn't that really G2 because that comes after? Shouldn't that be considered yeah. post movie? Jim, but it's okay. Think... You're both virgins. <laughs> he has a kid. That doesn't prove anything. <laughs> but okay, okay. While we're on, well, I, I like to think that like when Jim's telling them to kill off Optimus Prime, and he's like, oh, "It's okay, it's okay. Uh, you could bring him back, and he'll be Transformer Jesus." I did. That is what I said, actually. So that's that's hundred percent true. And I then he's like, like, I need to lubricate. I've been gone for so long. And then he pees for like five minutes on screen I, and everybody's I, just waiting. I told them, like, when you kill Duke, Duke stays dead. That's our deal, right? And they said, sure. And then, Put up your Dukes, Duke. Duke G.I. Joe? Yeah, because he they, they were going to oh. kill Duke and Optimus. And then when the Optimus thing blew up in their face, they had that voiceover. They're like, hey, Duke's cool, guys. Don't worry. At the end of the he's, movie. He fell unconscious or something? Yeah, they're like, he's, they they overdubbed people like in like wide shots. Be like, oh, Duke's permanently unconscious for a bit. And then right before the credits, <laughs> right before the credits, someone goes like, hey, and, uh, Duke, Duke's doing great. Don't worry about it. Don't, don't stop buying G.I. Joe toys or nothing. And then, uh, then they're like, G.I. Joe's were like, yay, America. And then it ended. That's, that's, that is the plot. I just Actually, described Actually, G.I. Joe is like Jet Fuel Can't Melt Steel Beams. Remember, kids, PSA. <laughs> that's that's uh. true. I was there. I swear, to, I swear to God. Oh, my God. What's funny is you always forget that. Yeah, well, I mean, if you think about it, like... Because I keep telling you never forget oh, no. that. Well, I mean... <laughs> 
I mean, there, I just have so much to remember. Like, I can't remember every single building that fell but, down. But, but hey, like, remember, like, <laughs> remember oh. me, the movie starring um the guy from Twilight. What? Wait, what? Oh yes, yes. The twist I ending. That. The twist ending is that he's. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. So I love that. Oh, I love that twist God. ending. You know what? I saw the lighthouse. Same twist ending. Really? Oh, no. oh yeah. It's oh, just in black no. and white. It's like the Ex- same. <laughs> it's like explain the I've twist. Heard that's really good. Is is it scary? No, is the, the scary? lighthouse is actually really good. And it sorry spoilers. It does not end with nine eleven. So, Damn it. Uh, I assumed yeah. not. I assumed like, not. No like, longer interested. Just say Let's explain <laughs> need... um, the, the ending to Robert Patterson's uh Who me or remember who's me? explaining it? Okay, well, essentially the movie's about just it's a romantic comedy Wait, and whatever. I, I have a question. No. Have you seen the real movie or just the ending? No, just the ending. See, Ooh. I've only just seen the, the twist. I've never seen the, the movie. Look, well, it's about it's like, like a just, romance, right? It's like completely yes. ir- irrelevant. Yeah, it was like, like a it's, it's like a completely different plot. And, I and think then there's the just end... a twist is that you know he's gonna be dead. No, the <laughs> twist yeah, is just like what surprise nine eleven because people are smoking and you're like must not be nowadays. And then there's like he's like waiting in this office building and then like someone's like what day is it? And then like the teacher in a classroom that's completely unrelated they go it's. T- 9-11 and then, <laughs> and then it's like a Mortal Kombat fatality he's like surprise you're dead now and then he's like he's like what floor am I on and go definitely one of the ones that you die instantly and he was like excuse me who are you he was like he was like uh I'm Robert Pattinson that's the joke thank you everybody for coming <laughs> he was like he was like don't worry guys in a couple years you're all gonna think I'm a good actor I'm gonna be in some yeah, good movies. Can't it's wait for Batman. But is right gonna, now, what is it gonna is it gonna work out though? Like really, Rob? Are you sure? Are you sure? I buddy? think I think the Batman. Will, I hope it works out. It's got good. You know, the only thing that's gonna work out about the Batman is Robert Pattinson because he needs to get fit for it. <laughs> that's the joke. That's good. <laughs> thank you. Thank Aww. you. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Too often, actually. I need, I need a hobby. Yeah. I thought podcasting was a hobby. Oh, God, help me. I need another hobby. <laughs> Wait, do we have more questions? Uh, we have plenty. Here, here's a question. Crap. Uh, at Run the Run the Jorge's, have you seen Run Camp WWE? It's an animated original on the WWE Network. I don't Wait, trust the WWE Network. It's a streaming yeah. service. Yeah, because oh. uh, there's a lot of back wrestling backlog. I would yeah, know because like, Super Eyepatch Wolf talks about it a lot. He likes wrestling. Oh, yeah. He made a video on just like The Undertaker, and I know nothing about, about wrestling, but that video is very fascinating. Uh, to be honest, like uh, Super Eyepatch Wolf is not only a very attractive individual, but his voice is really, really nice to listen to. He could talk about what the fuck he wants, and I'm going to watch it. <laughs> Do you hear that? You yeah. hear that, John? You gotta, you gotta admire, uh, Yay. Michael, m- admirer. It's Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Camp WWE. Do you know what this is? Uh, yeah, I've heard about it. It's like all the WWE stars, like John Cena, Paige, uh, whoever else is in there, and they're all kids at a camp. And it, but my favorite part is just the fact that John, uh, John Cena just looks like a, uh, like a recolor of Dipper. Dipper, you gotta 
you gotta stop Bill Cipher from doing a suplex on Grunkle no. Stan. No. <laughs> Speaking Dipper. of Gravity Falls, Gravity Falls has been out like uh, the the time between like it being uh, over and production. It's been uh, there's been more time of it being over than it had aired at this point. Yeah, it took like ten wow. years for them to air two episodes. Good times. It take ten years. <laughs> That's how it felt. <laughs> It might as well have been fucking 17,000 years. That's how my webcomic works. That's because you're, that's because, no. that's because you're bad at time management. I'm sorry. I, I worked so much on these videos, I don't have time to Did draw as much. Did you just fucking say sorry to my face? Damn straight. <laughs> Pan, if you ever sorry. say... Yeah, if you got if any of you ever say sawi to me in my general direction, we're gonna have to fucking fight on the side of the street because I'm not three, two, one. Sawi. In your genital direction. Oh. <laughs> come on, Jim. Come on, come on. Gotta, gotta okay. get the green roll. Okay, all right. One, two, three. Sawi. I'm fucking disgusted <laughs> with all of you. Viv, you wanna join in? No. What is you don't that? have to you don't have Sawi. to Sawi. No, you don't just saying Sawi. Gotta incorporate that into the script. You know, Vivzy. Did I just lose all the points? Can I be real? I'll be going to be real with you for a second. When I met you at MomoCon and I yelled at you because, like, I had to, like, get everybody together, I was like, man, this Vivzy person, (laughs) she's pretty cool. But now that you've said Sawi directly to my face, I still think you're cool, but that was pretty embarrassing. So you wait, know. she was. I did not. I feel like I didn't meet you at MomoCon. Anyway, sorry. She was like sitting um, next to you, was, Jim. Uh, I remember. Was she? Yeah. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. She um, she was after you went up to talk about Manga and Gulch. Um, yeah. Yeah. You can't. You can't blame Jim for his cataracts. You know, he's just so old. Yeah. Well, I was. I was. I was busy thinking of other animation projects I'm going to ruin in the future. You mean like, uh, uh, like, like close I, enough? I, I, I've been working on that one pretty hard, man. Well, now it's coming to HBO Max, so you can't even make a joke about that. See, that's what they think. But <laughs> okay, okay. Oh shit, that's news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you guys feel about HBO Max? HBO Max, because I'm upcoming... curious about it. Well, you know yeah. what? You know what I like about HBO Max is apparently, if you already are paying for HBO and have AT and T, you get it automatically. So I like that because I don't have to pay anything. So, yeah, if you're one of those people, well, let's uh, explain uh, HBO Max because uh, upcoming for cartoons, we got uh, the creator of Chowder creating a new uh, ha- well, Jellystone, essentially a crossover of all these Hanna Barbera characters, namely uh, Yogi Bear. We got a new Looney Tunes show. Yeah. Uh, f- grow- what's it called? Um, the JG Quintel show that never close came enough. Out. Close, close enough. enough is finally coming out, motherfucker. The, the release date is close enough, I guess. I, I knew one of us was going to make the joke, and it wasn't going to be me. After 50 fucking years, it is out. Well, I mean, it's coming out. Not It's not out yet. It's Adventure Time, did you mention that? Oh, yeah, Adventure Time, the new which, whatever it's going to be. Yeah, that's happening. I it think they, gonna they signed, like, a South Park is going to be exclusively there, Rick and Morty exclusively there i i, I hope think... jake gets wrapped in the new adventure time that'd be cool you know just throwing that one it? out there speaking speaking of hbo max i don't know if this one's true or not i i literally just am seeing it on my dash right now there's something called tuned out 
by the yeah. director by director of Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and it's going to be. Uh, synopsis is Max starts seeing cartoon characters in his everyday life, but they're not just there for laughs. They're helping Matt get through a rough patch in his life. That's just fucking. Dude, that's just out of Jimmy's head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, this I has mean, been done. Yeah. That's but, that's happy on sci-fi. I know that that does sound pretty done, but I think it's just because I'm a fucking massive Who Framed Roger Rabbit fan. Yeah. I'm like, could this be a, a sort of? <laughs> Roger Rabbit revival in his hands. I don't know though, because yeah. isn't Robert Zemeckis the one that went on to like make Polar like some Express. of the worst movies? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, look, he's not making Polar so, Express or any of those mocap movies yeah. anymore. It's fine. If it's not mocap, then then it'll probably be okay. But he's I, done I, other I, that things. sounds cool if they do it right. Hey, as someone that likes uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, what was your take on uh, the Disney Afternoon Show? There was what? a Disney Afternoon mean, Show about Roger Rabbit. Aren't you no, talking well, about they, bonkers? I said oh. bonkers. Yeah, I didn't hear that. I think you cut oh. out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a show called Bonkers. It's basically the same premise as Who Framed Roger Rabbit, only it's all cartoon, and it's weird. But I liked it. The cop was yeah. hot. Yes, I, I, remember, I remember not um, uh, watching it a ton, but <laughs> um, I really liked Bonkers. I thought it was really cute. Because uh, It was most Bonkers. In- the biggest like interesting fact about Bonkers though is that like there's the last season was actually produced as the first season and I guess there might have been like something that happened like the they lost like fi- there was a fire or something I, I I know there's a bunch of urban legends around it but like um, there's the Miranda Wright episodes where he's he's like uh, partnered with a female cop and then there's the Lucky Pakel episodes where he's um it's a partnered with a male cop and he has like a slightly different design and um as far as it aired the lucky bakel episodes happened first and then the miranda writes there's like a, a episode that was made to kind of like retcon them together but like apparently the miranda Wright episodes were animated first but was pushed off for some reason so the continuity is fucked yeah 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 it's uh, but i find that super fascinating and weird yeah, and that oh. was my fault too <laughs> Oh, damn it, Jim. <laughs> Guys, I'm going to level with you all. Jim? Yeah. To be stopped. Sorry. Immediately. Well, Next MomoCon, we're going to, like, or whatever convention we end up going to, we're together. Pillowcase on your face. Oh, don't do that. I'm too busy restructuring the Nostalgia Critics business practices. Uh-oh. <laughs> Did you guys watch the Quentin Reviews video? Yes, I love he's, it. He's been sending me updates on it. He did a really good job. It's so good. It's. I watched it twice. I yeah. tricked my roommate into I wa- watching it. I, 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 I only watched like the first half because he sent me like so many updates on the second half. I already remember basically how it goes. It's like the, mm. the, def, the best piece of criticism. Love- <laughs> I think. A lot of... Uh... A lot of my friends like destroyed the wall review that he yeah. did. Like, Fuck that. Yeah, yeah, a lot of my friends were like like roasting the shit out of that because it was like so bad. And I was just like, oh man. I, I've never seen that movie, but like yeah. Yeah, no, that, that, that review was, pretty was like Someone, absolute trash. Yeah. It's it seemed pretty I'm bad. I'm sure 
I'm sure, like, he spent several months on that. I'm sure he was like, yes, this is going to be my magnum opus, the greatest review they, I'm sure they ever. thought it was a magnum. Didn't they sell the, the album? Yeah. Yes. And then it got, and then it got like, DMCA'd. Dude. It got DMCA'd. Ah! Well, of course oh, it, of course oh it did. God. I mean, did, did he feel it topped his Moulin Rouge review? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, if, if you listen to the post credits oh. thing, you can hear one of them say, We're never gonna top this. And I'm like, oh, honey, I think you will. <laughs> oh no. You, no. you wouldn't even have to try and you would. <laughs> what's what's funny is like <laughs> all those memes about nostalgia critic and like all the bad skits he's been doing. And he's always been it's always been kind of around that no one likes what he's doing currently. But the wall review was like the tipping point where everyone went, Okay, wait, this yeah, is it was like this is insane. Yeah. Like, I, I've i had an idea for, like, a super overly ambitious review, but hopefully it doesn't end up like that. But what yeah. can what? you, like, vaguely talk about your oh. idea? Well, I don't know if I'd ever do it, but essentially it's of the the video games of Twisted Metal. And in the in those games, they would have, like, these comic book uh, motion comic cutscenes. And I would basically try to string something along and review every single game. I don't know how that would turn out, but, yeah, I always wanted I to do that. I think it'd be cool. That sounds like a yeah. fun idea. Yeah, that's can... that's a lot different than you trying to make it an entire skit with a bunch of different other. And like, also, I well, I mean, Pan doesn't know anyone from Slipknot, so it wouldn't be like. Damn. <laughs> Are there any musicians who watch the podcast that want to help me with a musical review? Please, <laughs> Melanie Martinez, if you're there, please message Actually, me back. Actually, if Guy from Slipknot and his son want to be on the Pizza Party podcast and discuss, <laughs> it was like being the Guy from review. Slipknot. <laughs> I, would, I mean, I don't usually handle bookings or anything, but I would be down for that. Yeah. I just love if Guy anyone from who Slipknot. Wait, does he have a name? I don't really know. I'm sure nah. he has a name. I don't know it, so I can't talk either. The, but like, the whole, I just think the, it's funny. Guy, the guy from Slim. The whole comments section would be like, Jim, what the fuck? His name is Stephen Knott. His name is Corey <laughs> Taylor. Oh, sorry. Yes. You know what? The nostalgia yeah, critic it. shouldn't have gotten Slipknot. He should have gotten Conan O'Brien's other team, the Slipknuts. <laughs> I love the Slipknuts. I slipped on some nuts. <laughs> What I didn't yeah. get about the court, the, 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 the Mr. Slipknot is that he, like, why was he in that? Like, that's the part I never understood. And then why apparently he... the, the their son was a fan of Nostalgia Critic. Is his yeah. son? Yeah, it was, it was, his son was a fan and his son is in it, I Wait, think. Is, is his plays, son like, from 2000? Is his, does his son live in 2009? <laughs> I, I wish so. I could live in 2009. That'd be awesome. Speaking well, of. I, I think it's, I think it's kind of cool. That like some like uh, of like the like like there's always like that weird disconnect where it's like celebrities like kids are fans of these creators like mm. it's 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 kind of cool I'm like whoa it's like oh my god they're actually like interested in things that kids would be interested in. my yeah. favorite tv trope now is when uh famous people have kids they're a fan of youtubers so the, the famous people collaborate with the youtubers yeah yeah exactly yeah. like it, it happens a lot yeah uh, yeah like i know uh i know um finn finn wolford is uh a fan of a few of my friends and stuff and they've done collaborations and it's it's cool to see i'm like if he's he's such a he apparently an amazing actor this. 
Yeah, he apparently listens really? to this oh, podcast. Really? So. Yeah, we had his brother oh. on a couple weeks ago. Hey, Finn. Oh, yeah, hey, Nick. What's up? Hi. I'm drunk. You guys, are, you guys are rad. Nick, Nick they <laughs> ripped off... Nick, they ripped off that your show. Netflix has a like a live action version of uh, Last Story. Kids on Earth. No, it's called I forget what it's called. It was, but it's basically Last Kids on Earth, but live action and for teens. It's weird. Oh no! You know, I work at this pizza place that's owned by Italian people. I know that's weird, but anyway, um, I they Mamma have mia. Italian TV on like all the time. And there's there was this one cartoon that looked like kind of Klasky Supo style. Sweet. And like I tried to tell Pan about it, but he was like, I can't find anything on this. So if any Italian people are in the audience and like watch cartoons on Italian TV, hit us Wait, up. Is it like is it like Stranger <laughs> Things? Is that is it was it Avatar you called it? It, it? it was apparently called the Avatars, but I think it might have been the TV the guy might have been broken. The Avatars. The Avatars. That's oh actually, my god, that's unapologetic. That sounds like a it, family sitcom. The avatars? Yeah. That's <laughs> oh. like a sequel to Game Over on UPN. It's just about like oh, a family no. that lives inside an internet forum. Oh, I remember Game Over on UPN. Yeah. We remember that. Game oh, over. Okay. Okay, I know what it is. Um yeah, the TV guide was screwed up because apparently the avatars is this uh victorious wannabe like naked brothers band wannabe uh oh, no. channel. Naked Brothers Band. You ain't watching no show called Naked Brothers Band. <laughs> nice reference. Yeah. I don't even know what he's referencing. Yeah. But, but yeah, it was on, it's on this channel called like Poor Italiana or something. Poor Italian? Oh. No, like P-O-R. I think it's like Italian for something. They're pores. What? <laughs> I don't know. What the fuck does that mean? I demand an explanation, you son of a bitch. Oh, no, man. Yeah, I d so I messaged OJ Simpson to be on the podcast, but he has not responded. Oh wait, wait. God. Is that a real thing? Oh, no. His DMs are open. I mean, it's got to be open for a reason. <laughs> I'd, I'd, fu yeah, I'd no. fucking do it. I, I'm, I'm mad I didn't think to do it. I, I like that you... Oh, my you God. Went, you just went, his DMs are open, so I can, I can do that. So I asked I mean, him to be on the podcast. Look, I'm trying to get some celebrities on here, you know. We gotta. We Are gotta you messaging them as badly as you messaged a certain YouTuber friend? Which YouTuber friend? You know which one. Hey, uh, Nintendo oh, yeah. nerd. <laughs> oh, that's not oh me. God. That was Nesca. But I, I just simply wrote to to OJ. Yo, OJ, want to be on a cartoon podcast? No response. <laughs> OJ, you son of a oh. bitch. If you truly didn't kill uh, Nicole, then you would come on this podcast and tell us. Fuck Ooh, you. Oh, I don't, I don't need, feel comfortable. Um, I, we need to get yeah. like OJ and have like OJ re react to like cartoon portrayals of him like in Family Guy or Black Dynamite. I, I, I just want, I think we'll hit, hit the peak when we get Link. I think that's that's our peak guest. Get Who? Linkara. Oh, that'd be easy. <laughs> I think, well, Do you I think guys have a plausible. have a guess that it's like once you get that guest, it's like you can't you can't top it. Yeah, Linkara or Doug. If we get Doug, <laughs> actually, actually, I Doug, think that, there you go. There yeah, you Doug, go. Walk, <laughs> Doug Walker would be awesome to get. Or the ghost of Walt Disney. Doug oh, the ghost there of Walt go. Disney oh. is a sec a good second choice, but we're having trouble booking him. Oh. <laughs> He's frozen. I, don't know, I feel like we peaked. I think we peaked guests after we had the diaper fetishist that one episode. 
Oh, yeah. Wait, yeah. What? Yeah, what? We had uh, a not whole resident on who um, was part of the Sonic fan film. He still listens, so hi. Um, he also, uh, he also, uh, we also had our friend Zoe on who is into eggs, just eggs. And yeah, that was a weird huh. one. It was, yeah. a great, it was a great, that was a great, that was a great episode. Y'all are haters. I'm the one who made that happen. <laughs> I'm the one who made that happen too. Vibsy, so I'll hate comments. Vibsy, you had some eggs on the has been hotel. Yeah, you know? there's there's a whole army of eggs. So is well, is that well, a, is, is it just is it just eggs or is it like is there something more? Uh, she, she, likes put, she likes to put egg shaped things into. Mm, oh, and, okay. And then have to like lay them. them. Oh yeah, okay. I've heard of that. I heard of that. Oh, it's called Avi position, and it's it's called Avi position, <laughs> and it's a genuine kink. You son of a bitch! I wasn't shaming. I was just explaining. I need I need to get yeah, some. Yeah, I, I have I have it. heard I have heard of it definitely, but uh, but yeah, I, I don't think you could do that with the eggs and husband. So I'd hope nobody Damn. would try. Uh, by I'm the sure... way, they're voiced by Yukino Joe, and I couldn't figure yes. out where they're... I heard I, I knew I heard their voice before. But I couldn't like pinpoint it until like later. And it was like a big like yeah. oh I'm sure Angel yeah, Dust could try he, it. He, oh <laughs> he's tried, maybe. Uh I definitely uh yeah, Joe Joe is great. Uh he did he did such a fun job. I love uh one of my favorite bits. It's kinda hard to hear a little bit because the music is so um so swelling, but the uh there's like a part where the Serpentious character first comes in and there's just a shot where it's like the shot where he's going like those other cowardly, you know, like he's, he's like pulling the levers and then the, the little eggs are just running around in the front. And there's one that just, it, he just is like, he kind of like just totters around like across the screen and then he appears again and he crosses the screen again. And that shot was animated by my friend Gabe. And it, it just makes me laugh every single time because accompanying <laughs> with it, like it's a little bit buried in like the final sound design, but the original clip has just layers of Joe just going, and it's just <laughs> funny. It, like every time I watch that shot, I listen for him because just hearing these little minions, like I just, I love the idea that there's just this villain that's trying to be like genuinely threatening and his his minions just sound like like gobbling like idiots and i just love that about them so those characters were really fun to to, to work on the... by the way i really love the voice acting there's a lot of really good moments like the um the the, the bitchy uh newscaster is really solid and oh um, yeah Faye is fantastic and uh angel dust is like i think uh like a really big like i don't think that's a breakout character because i think he was always going to be pretty big but like he did steal the show. He hammed it up perfectly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it seems like the the characters that uh, people gravitate most to are Angel and Alistair. And I, I definitely think what I love about them is that those are the two characters I've had for a long time. And I've always been very married to their voice. Like, not, not that I ever had voices for them, but, like, I was very married to how they sounded uh, in my head. Like, uh, Alistair, I created very long time ago to the soundtrack of one of my favorite musicals of all time, which it, it's kind of lame, but it's uh, the, the musical Annie. Um, and if anyone's heard, 
<laughs> yeah, I love that musical. It's just it's just so well written. Like the songs are so genuinely good. Um, but there's a song in it called "You're Never Fully Dressed Without a Smile," and on the soundtrack, the the guy singing it is exactly how I wanted Alistair to sound. Like that's always just <laughs> been the basis for his voice. And even in that recording, he has like the radio sounding effect because it's like a radio host guy. Um, yeah. And uh, so I was very married to that voice. So I like everybody like I was like, this is the reference. Get as close to this as you can. And the person we ended up casting, Edward Bosco, he's amazing. I love Ed. He's so funny. He's captured the wit of the character really well. Like um, one of my team members has done um, her own podcast. And he goes on those pretty regularly. And him and Michael will, Michael, who voices Angel, will riff in character. And it's so <laughs> funny hearing how well he just immediately knows, like, kind of the attitude of Alistair. And he can just play it so naturally. So he really nailed, like, the attitude of the character. And his, his tone, he brought a little bit more of, like, a distinctness to that original idea I had for the character. So he really became it. And then uh, Angel... I always based around like Steve Buscemi kind of was his original base. It was like kind of a higher pitched sort of mobstery sounding, but really distinct. Um, and Michael just brought something to the voice that I was like, it, it, it took a few tries. Like, like he, um, he was actually like a callback. And when he just did it, that callback time, it just kind of clicked. And I was just like, this is the character now. So now I can't hear him as anything other than Michael. Uh, and, mm -hmm. and that's really fun. So I think, I think Michael did an amazing job. Ed did an amazing job. Every, all the cast did a really, really good job. And I'm really honored to have had them all. Um, I actually didn't realize how many people who worked on has been actually like interacted or followed with me. Cause like, I remember uh angel dust voice actor. I looked on my Twitter and I was like, Oh, they, they know me. What the fuck? And then like, also I'm friends with, uh, <laughs> I, I need to look because I'm so fucking tossed to the wind. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> hold on. I know their name. Um, um, uh, Mexican artist 64, I believe. Uh, oh yes. Um, Sebastian. Sebastian. Yes. 64. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He did an excellent job. He's a great animator. He's really cool. Oh yeah. He's great very very talented yeah like the the team had so it was it was such a it was it was definitely an incredibly huge labor of love like everyone really put their all into it some shots like people went the extra mile i remember being really apologetic because um with my character designs uh they they tend to um if anyone saw my my music video the 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 Kesha one with the werewolf mm -hmm. girl mm -hmm. um my friend Aaron's I, a huge fan did... of it oh awesome yeah i yeah. i really loved doing that i still i still love that song i still like that character i'm kind of revamping her a bit but um the uh that the thing with that character was she had a lot of details on her and i was i was the one handling all that and um i i kind of Back then, I had a lot more energy, and I, I was a lot more, like, masochistic when it came to my animation. I was like, you know what? I want all these details, so I'm going to do this to myself. Um, and so going into Has Been, I kind of had that mentality of, like, well, if I'm up for doing this, then then it's fine. Um, but then, like, <laughs> some of the characters, they just have so... It, it, it turned out beautiful, but I definitely will 
probably simplify a lot of the character designs because they just have a lot on them that doesn't really need uh there's a lot of colors that don't need to be different colors and stuff like that and i remember just it became like such a kind of joke behind the scenes for the cleanup team of like oh boy it's a it's a husk scene oh boy it's an alistair <laughs> like let's do this like it was a very like it was a very like the team had a very like we're ready like let's do this attitude because like it was a lot of work but it would be so satisfying in movement like it, when it was all done it would just feel satisfying but it was i was also like constantly appalled i'm just like i'm so sorry <laughs> these characters have i, I these feel that details on them yeah because well, like uh because i'm working on long gone gulch right now and it, it's not nearly as i think long gone gulch's characters are more animation friendly than some of the has been characters are but like mm-hmm. uh it, it has been some of the most complicated stuff that i personally have worked on um and like i i just saw like the the next shot that i have is like this like 12 second long shot of two characters standing and they're both characters are consistently moving and i'm like oh god this is gonna kill me yeah no it's <laughs> it's a lot of work like cleanup cleanup is kind of like the the unsung hero of animation because an animated shot can look really brilliant but um like uh like a, you know a, an animated scene can look brilliant but if the cleanup isn't like handled in a way that captures all the subtleties you know that throws things off or like good cleanup can really like fix some of the the, the mistakes or, or make feel things feel a little bit more crisp yeah and, yeah uh, so it's it's something i've grown a, a lot of appreciation for um, yeah because like i felt a little like because i i'm working on it and it's hard to kind of explain to people what i'm doing on it you know like because i think initially i think people think of that like mall i think i made the reference in here last time we talked about with the mall rats like you're just a tracer but like uh there is a lot of oh, correct someone said you're a tracer <laughs> no, no, no like like uh there's a it's a Kevin Smith reference again, which oh, is funny because okay. I'm not even a fan of Kevin Smith. But yeah, what's I, going on with you and Kevin Smith? Later? I don't know. <laughs> regardless, the whole point is that it seems like it's just tracing, but there is a whole extra element of like making sure characters are on model, kind of tweaking up small little things. And you'd be surprised of how much people forget um, and like what looks great sketchy. But, you know, there's just a lot of elements that are kind of forgotten and you just kind of have to, like, tweak and change and, and help. Um, yeah. So I get you. Yeah, definitely. Because um, I personally love seeing complicated... Like, there's a lot of things where complicated character design really pays off. Like, I, I know some shows, it's kind of part of the draw. Like, I, I don't watch this show, but I've seen the designs from, like, JoJo's Bizarre Adventures and stuff. Like, I'm just like, Jesus. Like, whoa. <laughs> They've got so much on them, but that's kind of part of the charm of that show from what I understand is like how like kind of crazy they look and stuff. And in a lot of ways has been kind of has that aspect because that's just kind of how the character is supposed to be. But at the same time, I do want to try to make it a little bit easier. There's a lot of gradients on the characters that don't really need to be. There's a lot of colors that could be reused. Um, Things like stripes. I do feel like stripes, like, I think like taking reeling them back is a good idea, but at the same time, stripes are one of those details that can actually add a lot of character without anything being said. Like a character wearing, like for example, a character wearing a pinstripe suit says a lot more about them than they're just wearing a normal suit. It says that they're a lot more uh, 
wanting attention you know like they're they're kind of automatically attention seeking it's it's a little bit more of like a style choice i kind of treat it like you know when you're picking out your outfit it's like your outfit says a lot about you so that's why some of the characters have like these bright pinstripes because like it says a lot about how kind of boisterous they are and a lot of the characters kind of in a lot of ways has been like i i joke about my characters a lot in a lot of ways i always joke because it is like this show about uh villains and and like really bitchy snarky people i i've made the joke a couple times that it's literally just a show about like a bunch of bitches all trying to be the top bitch <laughs> like they're all trying to be the most flashy impressive alpha bitch and i just think that's fun so there's a lot of characters that are kind of vying for this attention seekingness, but at the same time there's definitely some details that probably don't need to be as powerful um or like intricate as they are. So I definitely want to reel as much of that back as I can and kind of simplify their palettes uh, mm-hmm. a lot more. This is a non-animation question. It's also another kind of a queer one, but like I noticed you mentioned on Twitter and a couple of times about like having trans characters. I'm really curious about which of if have we seen any of them in the pilot? In the pilot? No. Um it's one of I mean, actually I don't know. It's one of those things where um it's it's definitely a portrayal that I would definitely want to like obviously have uh, someone with that experience, like I definitely want to like have probably like a way that I could portray it like correctly, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's not something that explicitly um, I've written into any of the characters that appear in the pilot. But at the same time, the way I always kind of view the characters in general is that the characters, in a lot of ways, um, the whole point of the heaven and hell in my universe is that the forms that everybody takes are really um, what their spirit like were, like who they are. And that's why a lot of them like turn into like creatures and monsters. Their fursona. Yes, exactly. So (laughs) I always kind of imagine like that, like anyone, like, like you can kind of put that onto any character you want, because I feel like that's kind of their identity now. Anyway, you know what I mean? I don't know. It's, it's kind of like something that, I don't know whether or not like like I, I feel like I, I like the idea that anyone can kind of relate to these characters in any in their own like experience and kind of put that onto the character if they want. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. OK, cool. I, I it was just one of those things where like because uh, has been hotels pretty queer as far as the character designs go. Like, you know, you have a feminine mm-hmm. gay porn star type character um it's just it's just kind of all over the place so like you know it it's one of those things where like i couldn't tell but i noticed you i thought you said there was one and so i was just kind of curious but that's awesome oh i i i don't know no i i i don't know if uh if that's something that maybe people like were saying but i i i didn't write any of these particular characters to be um trans but uh, that doesn't mean that there might not be a trans character, though. or also like in general, like I feel like the uh, the way that you could see the characters in any way is you could see them as a character who was transitioning um, when they were alive. And then now they've manifested as like whatever preferred, you know what I mean? Like uh, mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of ways you could see like I, I, I wanted to leave it as something that like there's a lot of ways that anyone watching this could put their perspective onto the characters in a lot of ways with the whole 
them being these other forms when they're in hell and have and heaven like heaven has the same rules so it's really like open to anything if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah but i just i i do care like as as um when it comes to like any kind of representation too like i try really hard to make it as like like i really put a lot of thought into like how it characters like are being portrayed like it's it's not something that I want to just throw out there, you know, like, or do anything that like, you know, like I, I try really hard to like actually put thought into what I'm putting out in terms of representation in media as, as best as I can. But at the same time, no character can ever represent all, you know, all of anything, which is why like there are going to be characters who are like LGBT that are bad guys, but there's also LGBT characters that are good guys, you know, because yeah. there's no one character that can represent all of any kind of identity. Yeah. I like your approach. I think it's cool. Agreed. Thank you. You're doing fantastic. But any other Thank you. <laughs> any other final questions or whatever? You don't want to keep going on, Pan, infinitely? It's like, it's like, <laughs> this is like actually one of our hours. longest podcasts in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, crap. I'm, and I, I do also apologize because I know I talk a lot. I Oh, don't it's, worry. It's, it's the Latina in me. I talk a lot and I'm very loud. You've yeah, had a lot yeah. of interesting things to say. I, it's, yeah. I, I've just been enjoying listening, frankly. Look, you're like the opposite I'm... of uh, Mike Mozart. Oh my oh, god! Shut up. This oh, is so no. weird. I love that we've been bringing up so many past podcasts with you for some reason. <laughs> yeah. No, you like that the clown? I heard about a clown. No, 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 no. Is that the, the clown? clown? Okay. Uh, Mike Mozart is basically what Jim's pretending to be. <laughs> don't worry. I picked up one thing from my dad. You don't take shit from other demons. Thank you. I, I'm I I love I love talking about like any you know anything to do with animation and anything to do with like independent pro like I just I love talking about the process and you know explaining like every you know like I, I it's 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 a very unconventional project so I also know that like you know most of the 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 people that you probably have on this podcast are people who like are used to like studio you know the studio grind and things that are much more like run and and much more like there's every meet there's like different pipeline steps and everything whereas like the project that i'm making is it was much more like it was entirely run through patreon or not patreon it was funded through patreon and and um run through discord and like it was super casual and like super like so many of us were from different experience levels. Like some people, we had one of the animators who worked on, like we, we, we had like everyone from people who were just starting out in animation to someone who worked on Klaus. And like, like it's just crazy, like the amount of range of like experience levels and everyone like from different parts of the country and or the country and in other countries. Like we had people in Israel, Mexico, uh, the UK, Canada, um, the Netherlands, like everywhere. And it's, it's just, it's such an unconventional project because like, even though a lot of studios like outsource and freelance, it's, I don't think like none of them are ever like made from all those bits, like kind of crammed together. So I feel like it's, you know, like, like there's things to say about it that aren't, are probably not what most people um, like listening to this, like, you know, like not a lot of projects are made in this particular way. Usually they're, 
from people who have much more experience in the studio system and are run a little, probably a little bit more like traditionally where this one was kind of just, Hey, like let's all make a cartoon and make it. Happen I agree with you. The clown was really corporate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I just like uh, yeah. just stopped doing ads for Burger King. It was like really obnoxious. I actually wasn't on that. So who, so was it just a like a like a clown like a professional clown? I, I guess. I think he had a clown fetish. <laughs> was it? Was that it? No, we don't know that. Wait, are we not talking about Mike Mozart? <laughs> no. You were on that one. You're counter. You're counteracting your uh, your. Lower I wasn't there, on buddy. the Mike Mozart. You weren't. No. He, no, Jim wasn't. It was just us. Uh, See, if I was on, I would have asked him like way too many questions. <laughs> uh. No, you dodged a bullet been, on that one. I would have been like, wait, I'm not, I was there. You didn't do that. All right, question, Jim. Which podcast episode are you the most happy that you weren't on? Like, which one did you dodge the oh, bullet? This podcast oh, is I like wasn't two on? hours. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, 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 was I was on the diaper one, so I guess I wish no. I wasn't. No. I don't know. We should end this. Ah, okay, anyway, okay. I think that's the end of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, gotta, we gotta go, gamers. We gotta whoop, whoop. reach yeah. the stars. It's late. it's late for you guys, huh? Yeah. 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 It's almost midnight over here. 30. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. So is this the end of the podcast, people? That's it. Gamer. Yay. Well, it's almost over. I'm well, thank Pizza you guys so much Mario. for having oh. me. Thank of you for having No problem. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. You're more than welcome to pop in anytime. Um, oh, yeah. Next project, come come on. No, let us know. Totally. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you, and thank you everyone who who's uh, listening. And thank you so much for for everything. This was this was great. You guys are you guys are great, Aww. and it's really really cool of you guys to like have a platform where you bring people in and have them share experiences from like all over. Like it's it's really cool. Yep. Thank We're you one so of the most much. progressive podcasts somehow. Hell yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> All right. So goodbye, every pony. Bye. Bye, I was Bye. Peace and love. <laughs>